Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 80. Michael, what is up? What is up? Happy to be getting to the end <laughs> of the week. I don't know about you. This is like, I don't know, I'm really annoyed that it's not Friday. <laughs> We're, it doesn't matter for us. <laughs> it doesn't matter for us, I think. But like, I still like bitching about it not being Friday. Yeah, feels dude. good. It's, it, we, we have to feel normal somehow. Feels good to bitch about things, right? I still, I, I still do the, I still do the hump day thing. Hump day, even though it's meaningless for me, it lit- <laughs> it's literally a meaningless thing for me to say. But I still want to feel like I'm part of the group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Especially when, especially when, 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 when I, when I live in pajamas, cocooned by my own stank and funk and sweat. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I um. I'm rocking the sweatpants right now. <laughs> I don't know about you. The only reason I'm wearing shorts is because I had to go to Chipotle today. That's it. If I didn't have that that that, that meeting scheduled on my calendar <laughs> of going to Chipotle, getting three tacos, I, I would I would be wearing my 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 Mickey Mouse pajamas as well. I love my Mickey I, Mouse pajamas. I've gone to Chipotle in sweatpants. Um but the thing is I, I, I feel like if <clears> I if I rock the sweatpants with the right sneakers, I'll just look like I'm getting out of the gym. You know, oh, that's a good point. You look like you're getting out of the gym, or you look like um, <laughs> like a rap star's like backup dancer, backup swayer. You know what I'm saying? From right. the from, from the '90s or something. It's the Kanye. It's the Kanye it's style. The Kanye. <laughs> I don't know if it's still his style today. The Kanye style said an accusation. You fucking rocking the Kanye style, man. His his sweatpants are probably much more than my sweatpants. I got mine at Target. I'm sure his sweatpants are much more than everything I own in my entire apartment. <laughs> every every single memento and stupid thing I've carried with me ever since I was 18 years old probably does not amount to the amount he paid on his um on his pants. His, 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 his sweats. Sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we digress. This is not two broke sweatpants snobs. This is two broke watch snobs. Um, this is a really cool show. We have a really really fun topic, but there's also a lot of really just incredible like housekeeping items to get to. This is also probably going to be one of the most incredible wrist checks ever. I'm just going to preempt that right now. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I I the the main topic for today before we kind of get into all those things. The main topic for today is we've sort of talked about this before, but it's been something we've noticed is getting weirder and weirder online, and it's sort of the way brands will position their their digital marketing in that they're trying. This is this is this is different to what we said before, where brands don't try. These brands are trying, but they're trying like. It's bad. Like it's just, it's just not like it's just, it's it's odd visual marketing, odd digital marketing in that they're trying to sell a product with like a story as opposed to actually talking to us about a watch. It's like uh, car commercials have been notoriously guilty of this for years. It also reminds me of um, you remember back in the day the Hagen Dazs commercial where it, like it cuts to space and it cuts to like a fawn being born and like a tree breaking the ground and it just flashes the Hagen Dazs ice cream logo and the commercial's over. Do you remember those? Com- Do you remember those commercials? I don't know what TV you're watching. <laughs> you don't, don't remember those commercials? 
No. Oh my god, it was a few years ago. This like, it was either Haagen Dazs or one of those ice cream brands. They never showed you ice cream. They just showed like like salt caves and like rivers, and there was like someone narrating some really heavy shit. And they just flashed like the Haagen Dazs logo at the end, and then it switched to like the like you know the Huggies commercial. And you're just <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck did they do with ice cream? And so <laughs> it's the idea of using a product to really try and like sell a story but when you buy the product you're not in the mindset of buying a watch you're in the mindset of trying to buy into like a certain like a lifestyle and it's something that's like it's really weird and annoying we're seeing it with big brands small brands and so we're going to talk about that i'm talking about that too much already right now um you know i'm, I'm, I'm all hopped up on, on caffeine and and the near end of the week but but like is that like a proper summation of what we'll be talking about today yeah it's kind of dissecting the unnecessary narrative that some younger brands try to engage in which kind of is equivalent to shooting themselves in the foot because and, and some older brands some older brands are very yeah. much like my hey you know you know how my, my you know my fellow kids like how do you do you know what i mean it's just, <laughs> and we'll talk about that specifically but it's just it's it's i am just curious they wouldn't do it unless it worked so who the hell is it working on because <laughs> it's not working on me uh, it's not working on you you know what i mean yeah yeah we got we got some stuff to talk about talk about man but before like we that, do every week before that do you want to honor tradition do you want to do a wrist check are you are yeah. you excited to do a wrist check do you want to go first and then i'll go second or should i go first i'll go first let me put a watch on hold on <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> put on a fucking fitbit all right i'm wearing the uh, uh romex Rolay. i'm wearing a Rolay fight bite <laughs> No, I've got a watch on, and do you hear my wife mining for gems? I was going to, it sounds like she's panning for gold. <laughs> you got a lot of gold uh, veins up there in Seattle? <laughs> I guess, I guess. Anyway, I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing a fun watch. I'm wearing a Citizen uh, EcoDrive ProMaster Diver on a gray toxic shiznit. So this is watch. the watch, yeah, the watch you gave me. Um, it's kind of funny. I put this watch on, um, today. Cause I was like, I'm going to go to the gym today. This is a fun watch to take to the gym. Okay. I didn't go to the gym, <laughs> but I got a cool watch on <laughs> That's half the battle, dude. You know what I mean? That's, uh, hooray. Hooray. Um, <laughs> but for those, uh, that are maybe just familiarizing themselves with the show uh this is a watch that was gifted to me by kaz um it is a fun solar quartz dive watch made by citizen now i say it's probably their most popular and most accessible solar quartz dive watch that they sell so. today yeah um it comes in a black dial comes in a blue dial uh the loom is loom is actually a lot of fun it's like that kind of cool aqua color that uh citizen does that's when compared right. to seiko that's right bgw9 um and the cool thing i think something that we talked about <clears throat> with this watch was the fact that it's um it's actually really big on paper but it mm -hmm. wears closer to a 40 
Was it 40, the, 42 on paper? I think something like more. But anyways, I got the Orion Calamity at 40 right next to it, kind of right on top of it. And it really doesn't look that much bigger. That's awesome. That's one of those things, man, with... Um, with it's obviously we've talked about with Seiko, and I guess it's clearly a case with Citizen as well. Those dive watch cases, they're finessed to a degree that's that's pretty hard to match. So even though my sumo is like 44 or 45, mm-hmm. I think it's just a pleasure to wear. It, it doesn't feel like I'm wearing like 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 you know a, a pygmy skull on my wrist. Like it just feels like I'm wearing like a really well fitted watch. You know? Yeah, yeah. And this this watch is cool. I've done some. Um, this wait a minute. This can't be right. It says the case size is 48 millimeters. Maybe lug to lug. Maybe, yeah, that, sound, that sounds like lug to lug. <laughs> oh, okay, so 43, 43 millimeter diameter. But it oh, doesn't wow. feel like that. It doesn't even look like a 43, uh, 43 millimeter. I think also because the strap width is just, um, just 20 millimeters, and this is 12 millimeters thick, which isn't bad. I mean, it's That's not, not bad, bad for for a dive watch. Um I feel like I have to buy my dad one of these every time I put it on. <laughs> you think you think he would dig it? I think he would dig it. Um, That's awesome. He he actually started listening to the show recently, and he's like, "Man, it sounds like you guys like <laughs> handle like you guys are super funny. You guys curse a lot." <laughs> my family will never hear this show. I will take this shit to my. I I will I will go to the grave clutching my microphone, so my family will never hear this actual yeah. show. You're very yeah. brave for letting your dad listen. Dad, I might get you one of these because I think it's a cool dad watch. And I know you like Citizen. So. What, up, what up, Mike's dad? Glad you like the show. <laughs> but that's um, that's what I'm wearing. It also came on like a vented blue rubber strap with like I remember. the decompression chart thing on it that I'm totally not cool enough to wear. Um, but it does it does well on, on a toxic NATO. Um, it does well on a bracelet as some, some people... I'm I'm terrible with talking to people for the most part. I'm sorry. I I know somebody has shared like a bracelet that you can get with this one, and it's pro- it probably makes for a cool look. But this thing is I don't know. It lives on this uh, on this strap. And the last cool thing I did with this, I went to the I went boating in the Hood Canal uh, you, out you, here. You you were you were you were hammering crabs or or or, or whatever. <laughs> well, well, right. What were you doing? Yeah, yeah, it was actually it was actually crab uh the start of crab season. That's right. I remember you talking about that. I don't know, friends friends boat and they just have, like they live in a certain part uh of Washington called Seabeck and like everybody just they just drop their own crab cages like in their backyard. Right. <laughs> so uh kind of weird as a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, ironically, all of the crabs that were caught were illegal, so they they got thrown back into their into their homes. So. That's, how, that, that's how it works, right? They I had mean, they had know. a happy ending on my watch. There you go. <laughs> if, if Michael wasn't there, God would have knows what happened to those crabs. They would have been <laughs> smashed with bowling balls, and God knows what else. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what I've always found interesting. People, I think, is you're you're much more of a conscious. Uh, thoughtful, like you're, you're much more conscious and thoughtful with the vegan lifestyle than most folks. Because most folks I've talked to, you know, um, they'll o- they're only like vegan or like you know vegetarian for cute things. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? True. If it's like a crab or like an Ebola virus, nah, dude, fuck that. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> you know, uh, I thought yeah. that was pretty interesting. So, 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 so two, or, or really one question: Does the watch sit high on a toxic nados? Because the toxic nados is is thick in a good way. The, uh, the you know, it's uh, I like the quality of the thickness. It doesn't feel like a like like a dingy little strap. But um, do you feel like the Citizen Pro Master sits a little too high, or do you think it works just well? Because my sumo sits really high on a nado no no this this is actually once again i have the <clears throat> i have the calamity here it's probably not accurate when i place it right next to let's take a look on the wrist on the wrist really just a hair just a hair taller than something like the calamity so it sits wow it's not bad at all <clears throat> it's it's nice and tight it's That's nice awesome. and tight <laughs> It's not like a not like a seventy seven fifty chronograph or something like that. Like sixteen sixty 17. millimeters thick. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a just like a stack of four pancakes. Yeah, super glued no, to your it's, wrist. It's nice, and I think I think if anybody wants to get into Eco Drive uh, or just wants like a dive watch that you literally do not have to care about ever, mm -hmm. um, I would. I would recommend this all the time. It's less than 150 bucks on Amazon Prime right now. It was a real oh shit. I thought it was like 160, 170 or something like that. That's yeah, awesome. Less, less. It's 147 right now on Amazon for the blue one. So it's a great price for like a dive piece, like a dive piece you can just kind of like just throw on and not have to fuss about, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think even I think even my wife has worn this one sometimes too when it was on the on the rubber strap. So nice. It's fun for the whole family. Eco drive. <laughs> That's awesome, though, man. So you had a big, big time, big time, big boy this wrist a, check. This is a big time. This is probably one of the most significant, significant wrist checks in the You're history. Come in, come in, and fire off your meat torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all get your face shields on because this is gonna happen. Uh, this is probably one of the most significant wrist checks in the, the history of the Two Book Watch Knobs show. Um, uh, never thought this would happen. This is a wrist check with a grail piece. We're making history, guys. I made this comment last show that I was going to do this. I did some soul searching. I did it for oh, today's... For I today's, forgot about this. <laughs> to, I forgot this was happening. <laughs> for today's show, I am finally wearing the Slava Medical on oh a God. custom ea8 strap it's it's red suede it's got black on the edges but i'm finally michael i am finally in ownership of one of my grail pieces which is something that oh i would never thought God. i would experience it's not even like an expensive watch it's just a hard watch to find um so for people who aren't familiar i i and this watch have a very uh, tormented tormented tale tumultuous story together so i had the opportunity to get this watch a long time ago I, this is one of the first ussr watches i learned about along with the big zero i got the big zero very very early on in my soviet watch collecting sort of like um saga which is what it's becoming and um i could never find the slava medical i had an experience of possibly getting it from a seller in the uk but there were you know some issues and he didn't want to sell it out of the country and it was just this whole emotional thing and it just didn't work out and I'd never seen another Slava Medical in as good condition as that one since then. Until <laughs> until now. Um, I got this watch. We talked about it last week on the show. The crazy thing is the Slava Medical will probably only come up on eBay once or twice a year. And that's not even like a good one. Um, the ones that do come up, um, 
they're either they've either gone through like the digestive track of like a rhinoceros, you know what I'm saying? Which is fine. That's <clears throat> fine. It happens with these USSR pieces. Or it's the controversial KFG dial, which... Uh, so the story behind the KFG dial is that, you know, some people think it was um, issued specifically to, like, you know, Soviet medical, like, doctors in the army, blah, blah, blah. But other people have weighed in, and it has this, like... It's supposed to have this crest of, like, a certain, like, Red Army regiment or whatever. But, like, people who are familiar with... um USSR military history are like, you know, this is gibberish. Like, it, 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 <laughs> it's not a thing. You know what I mean? There's really fun. Yeah. There's really uh, some fun documentation on some WUS threads that I can I can pull up and everything like that. Um, I'm gonna do a write up on this watch, so all that will live there as well. So you'll still see those pieces come up. I don't know where they came from. Slava has a history of being exported out of USSR, so it's it's entirely possible some countries just making them. You know what I mean? But but this uh -huh. is the tried and true, um, authentic. Slava Medical. Never thought I would have it. Has a pulse meter scale on it. So that's the really cool thing about the watch also. It's the only mechanical pulse meter that the USSR made. And so a pulse meter is basically it has in the same way chronograph will have a tachometer or 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 a, or a, tel a telemeter for tracking um speed or tracking distance. This has a pulse meter that basically doctors could use um for, for reading a patient's pulse. So you basically take the pulse and you count beats in regards to the second hands and where it goes on the pulse meter scale and then you can tell if the person's a, a you know a rutabaga or a human being I, or i'm not like a doctor so i don't really know how it works you know what i mean but that's my basic understanding of it <clears throat> michael you always tell me if i'm talking way too fast because I'm, I'm 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 still i'm still riding the high man i'm still riding the high of having this watch you know it's what I mean? a good it's a good speed i'm i'm pro fast kaz talking especially <laughs> for you guys that try to cheat and listen at like uh two times speed or something how do people do that how do people <laughs> listen to our smutty ass show on two times speed without having like an epileptic fit in traffic you know what i mean yeah i wouldn't try to do it i wouldn't try <clears throat> to do it and it's, and it's and it's a show of me dude you know <laughs> by the by the way i think you brought up this watch uh episode one and now this is episode wow. 80 coming up on almost yeah, it's gonna be two years of talking to 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 me wow. over over this device. <laughs> did not realize I brought this up in episode one. I I I would not be surprised if I did. I mean, this it's this the. So how does it feel? How does it feel? At first, it didn't feel it didn't feel real. At first, I was just kind of like eh, because it came in the package and the thing smelled like bo straight up. It just smelled like bo. I got it from someone. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to say it vaguely. I got it from someone who bought it a few years ago who didn't really know what it was. So they just kind of wore it every day. Mm -hmm. um, and then something changed in their life and they just needed to sell a bunch of stuff. And I bought it. And that's that's basically that. It has the original crystal, original case back. I think it even has the, the gasket from I was looking at it on the on the on the the pictures and everything like that i have to uh -huh. open this up and look and everything like that in here but it's it's powered by the slava 24 28 or 2824 whichever one's not the edda <laughs> okay it's, it's nice. two it's two eight two four right yes yes yeah <laughs> whatever dude it's a show about watches man fucking but no, in terms of how it feels at first it didn't really feel real didn't really like sink in and then um, <clears throat> I got distracted, and I was like doing stuff for work. And then um, I, I wanted I was out on, the, on my balcony because I, I I do I do a lot of my like my, my day job crap out there. And so I was just curious in regards to what time it was. And so I look at my watch, 
to see what time it was innocuously and i saw the slava medical and like i my heart just like jumped for joy i'm like <gasps> like oh my god <laughs> it's there man it's in it's here it's in your house <laughs> like it totally took me by surprise it was very it was like it was almost like a serendipitous meeting of like oh you eat here too you know what i mean so it was um it was pretty cool it feels incredible it's nice to have the search over but i feel like it's also such a big step in for what i'm trying to do with my with my soviet watch collection and my watch collection in general i talked about this last episode i want to create a collection that just has more of like a narrative behind it i don't, don't want it to just be like a random collection of, of of things that i i find like a crow like i really wanted to create something <laughs> just, just cool things cool things you see on instagram just and cool that's, things I've that's had. yeah dude like that's is that is that a collection or is that me practicing consumerism because i could practice consumerism with like i don't know coffee mugs or some bullshit you yeah. know what i mean but like is my collection like special like am i doing something that's special to me and that tells a story and that when i when i fucking die my kids will be like oh here are all my dad's fucking watches or like oh here's my dad's watch collection like he's you know you know what i'm saying so like i don't know mm -hmm. it's just yeah. something i've been thinking about and i feel like the slava medical is going to be <clears throat> a huge step um in that just because it's just it's a piece that I've, I've wanted for a long time and so i have it Huge thank you to everyone that was uh, that listened. It was so funny after that episode aired because the last episode, I think, um, I think we left on a cliffhanger on whether or not I was gonna get it. You know? Yeah, we were looking at the listing together, and people were, just, and then like that Monday, like morning, I guess when people heard the show, they were like, "Did you get it? I don't see it online. Did you get it?" <laughs> 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 Which really makes me scared, also, because I also, I think, I think we said like. You know, if you go on eBay after this show and you see this Lava Medical, you know, you know, go and buy it and like send me a video of you destroying it. So I have to ask myself, is that what people were doing? Were people Probably. going? You guys are awful, dude. You got you awesome. You got some awful motherfuckers, dude. <laughs> go, <laughs> going to buy my watch and just stomp and piss on it and send me a video or whatever, or whatever, <laughs> whatever people do for jokes these days, man. I'm not, I don't really know, you know. Yeah, but. It's an incredible piece. The condition is beautiful. It has this really fun, like, red lollipop second sweep. It has a vertical date wheel. It's in Cyrillic. I had to look up online what the fucking abbreviation for Russian days were in order to set the days properly, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was something I never thought I would experience. But uh, it's it's really cool. It's especially cool. I have it on this EA8 um, leather goods uh, suede strap. Uh, the strap worked out perfectly. Um, it's red on the outside, but then on like the sides, it's black. But yeah, this is an incredibly special moment. Um, dimensions, I think it's like 37 millimeters by 45 millimeters. It's a, it's a rectangle. It's a rectangle shape. That's actually pretty good size for like uh, a rectangle squarish watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it and it works really. It fits perfectly on my wrist. I have it right here next to my Raketa Big Zero, which is two watches I never thought I'd be able to to put next to each other, you know, and um, those two probably look great next to each other. It's so it's so fucking <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's it's goddamn incredible. It's uh, it's 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 yeah. It's just something I never thought I'd experience, and having experience now, it's really cool. And like I said, this is I think this embodies just the incredible thing about just collecting Russian watches, these vintage USSR pieces. It's not a matter a matter of whether you can save up enough money and like 
you know, drop the budget on buying like a $10,000 watch. It's like, dude, I don't care how many thousands of dollars you have. If the watch isn't available for sale online, it's not, av it's not available. You're either lucky and you get it or, or you're unlucky and you just never see it. So like I said, you know, one or two of these will show up on eBay a year. Um, and I was lucky to get this one. Um, uh, talked the guy down and priced a little bit too. Some people were asking about that because he had it listed for two fifty, and so I was able to talk him down. Um, I remember when I, when I made the when I got the confirmation email, I just forwarded it to you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just texted me like in all caps. Oh, and it's like, yep, happened. I was watching like an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> which which one? Fifty first dates. It's a good movie. Wholesome. It's a nice, fun, wholesome movie. <laughs> I thought you were watching like Happy Gilmore or some shit. No. You know? Man. <sighs> but yeah, well, that's, that's that's what I'm wearing for the wrist check. Um, At the time of you guys hearing this show, um, it would have been on the feed. It would, uh, it would yeah, it's going to be on the feed. So, you know, be sure to like it. Hashtag new watch alert. Hashtag one of the most epic new watch alerts uh, of my entire life. But yeah, this thing is great. Uh, the condition is great. Uh, there's barely any scratches. I'm, I'm surprised. This guy, he bought it because it looked cool. He wore it every day. The only weird thing is it's, it smelled like BO for a while, but luckily, you know, airing it out helped. <laughs> we don't have concrete, verifiable production numbers on these, do we? It's it, just not possible. It, it's not possible because the... So serial numbers with USSR watches is really, really weird and really, really tough. In the early days, it was good. So early Poljot pieces, um, even potentially some Kirovsky pieces and things like that. Um, it, it's possible. With these like later right. ones, psh, no. Because when they reached the maximum amount of numbers the machine could like they do, just... they just started from one again. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, dude, that's not how, that's not how a serial number works, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that this is um, the case back and potentially a serial number, whether it's, it's reliable or not, associated with a Slava Medical because the Slava Medical had a very specific uh, case back with a star CCP and like a number. In terms of how many they made, I don't think they made a lot, which is why not a lot of them um, come up. Um, you can find them every now and then in the Italian eBay because a lot of these were exported to Italy because for some reason um, there were two or three Slavas that were made for Italy. Uh, this is one of them and the other two were like pink. Because there's something to do with, like, Italy and pink, I think, with the Olympics or something. Mm. I can't quite remember, but one of them is a really cool pink Slava California dial, which is a lot of fun. And uh -huh. uh, the other one is one that I can't really recall right now. But, um, but yeah, in terms of serial numbers, I wouldn't rely on this, what it says on here. It, it, it's meaningless. I, I don't, I'm not too worried about it. But they didn't make a lot of them, and I actually have one now, and I am never going to get rid of this watch. If I if I call you tomorrow, dude, I'm like, hey, Mike, I'm gonna sell this watch or whatever. You have to come here. You I'm booking to, my flight. Book your flight here. Show up with your Doc Martens and stomp my ass to death. To I'll shave your death. I'll shave your cats. Leave my cats out of it. My poor babies. Leave my poor babies out of it. Just you hurt me. Stomp me to death. To death, Michael. It's important. All right. Uh, I promise. <laughs> Thank you. You're a true friend. So this is fun. Do you think there's anyone within like a 500 mile radius of that watch? <laughs> Probably not. I, I honestly, it's not it's crazy, right? It's, I mean, when you put it into perspective like that, that's pretty fucking wild. I can't imagine because there's, 
there's just not really like a market for this watch specifically and for people who are looking for this watch they don't they don't find it they just they just don't find it you know what i mean um yeah i i lucked out in that i i reached out i talked to the dude that was selling it you know we talked for a little bit via like like email i just got to know him a little bit better and then i like tried talking him down in price and like that's how like it was able to work and everything but yeah no like i can't i can't imagine there's anyone near me with this watch yeah it's pretty nuts man it's pretty cool <laughs> well i'm glad i'm glad you finally got it it'd be it'd be cool to to get it on the time graph to see how the movement's doing with like amplitude and see if there's any like beat error and stuff it, yeah, it would be I want, cool i want to get one i, I definitely want, i want to get a time graph and just throw it on there the the these two four or two eights or two eight two four i can't remember um they're they have they're they're notorious for like not being the most like shock resistant, but in terms of like reliability, you could you know count on it pretty well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I would imagine it's probably. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's weird or anything like that. It's 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 definitely slow beating compared to you know the thirty six thousand beat bullshit we have these days. I think it's like seventeen <laughs> seventeen thousand. You know what I mean? It's like tuck 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 tuck. <laughs> that's sec. I think that's sexier. I don't know. It's cool. I think I don't know. It just it just it makes it feel more like I don't know a machine. You know. Yeah. So but yeah, I've been talking way too much about this watch. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing about it. Um, keep an eye out for a write up on the site. Um, really do appreciate everyone supporting me getting this watch. Uh, yeah. I, I I never thought I would get a grill piece, but here we are. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put the Slava Medical right next to the Raketa Big Zero there on the table. There they're gonna be friends. Big milestone. Um, big milestone for Kaz as a collector. Um, this past weekend we hit a big milestone as well. Yep. (laughs) I realized when, um, I was half asleep uploading the newest episode and I texted you. All good two book wash offs things happen when our wives are asleep and we're up until like the wee hours of the night. Have you realized that? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, it seems that we have surpassed 100,000 plays on the internet. How cool is that? <laughs> on the internet, <laughs> users of the internet machine have opted to listen to our crude-ass show 100,000 times. Now, disclaimer, 999,000 of those times are me um, just <laughs> listening to the show because I'm very insecure. I thought you said you never listened to our show. Yeah, Michael, I just, I just, you know, I'm not myself. <laughs> just never sure. I'm just never sure. I always think I sound like an asshole, dude. You know? But that, that was a cool thing that happened. Yes. And you so, thank you to everyone that made that possible. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for your time and your support. And I think we thought it'd be nice to give back and do a giveaway. And this giveaway. might... This might not be the only giveaway that we talk about in this episode. So do you want to talk about this giveaway first, or do you want to talk about the other thing that we're giving a watch away for? Let's build up. Let's talk about this giveaway because it's 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 kind of pertinent to the watch I just talked about, being a USSR yeah. watch. And then we'll talk about the other giveaway. So, 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 so. This is a crazy episode. I got my Grail watch, all right? Uh, Michael's smashing crabs and bowling balls, and we're giving away two watches. Two watches. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that is accurate. Resistance is futile. First watch we're giving away in honor of us reaching 100,000 plays. That's a huge thank you to everyone. It's a huge thank you also to people who are just, just great interacting and just talking with us. We're giving away Overcut of Big Zero. 
<laughs> we're, we're giving away a Raketa Big Zero. It's a gold-plated, um, sort of late 80s-ish 80s -ish Raketa Big Zero, courtesy of huge shout-out to Random Rob, you know, friend of the show. We talk about him all the time. He donated the watch to the show out of the kindness of his heart because um, he's just one of those. He's so nice. I don't know why he listens to our, to our horrible show. Right? Filth. Yeah. Our, our filthy, filthy shit. And you he watch his great, great YouTube channel. It's like watch, watch ASMR. It's very therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> the delicate jangling and wranglings of bracelets being sized. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's, it's just got such a buttery, smooth voice, man. And it's just like sizing bracelets and stuff. But, man, really cool videos. Really, really yeah. cool videos. So, so um, this watch was donated by him uh, a while back, and we've been figuring out sort of what we want to do with it, and and we want to shout out to him. Everyone, go and check out his channel. Really, really cool stuff. If you like us, you'll, I mean, maybe like him. You know, he, I, I don't, I don't think he talks about his dick as much on air, but it's really, really good, thoughtful content. You know what I'm saying? No, he has a, recently a great video where he, um, he goes over several of the g-shock uh square case watches uh from zero all the way from 40 bucks to a thousand bucks so that's so cool he, he goes over like a nice range it's like a beefy 16 minute video so that's so cool go check that he's out doing, he's doing some cool stuff yeah yeah man so this is possible be because of random rum and we're also doing it in honor of 100,000 plays we're giving away the raketa big zero to gold case um i'll get some pictures up on the feed once this episode airs uh, details on how to win and how to enter and win will follow soon. We'll let everyone know how to do that, but we just kind of wanted to let people know um, that we saw we hit 100,000 followers. Or I thought, I wish 100,000 plays. Huge <laughs> thank you to everyone. That just, that just, that's, I really didn't think anyone was going to ever listen to our fucking show. We started doing it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> so, yeah. Details on how to enter and win. Raketa Big Zero, Gold Case. Really, really cool. It's super clean too. I don't know how. I don't know how Random Rob got it. it it's it. It looks like it never saw poverty, or, or 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 any of that horrible shit that happened towards the end of the Soviet Union. You know what I mean? Really clean. Belong to I don't know. An oligarch. Belong to an oligarch. <laughs> oligarch surrounded by his dying fields. You know. Someone. Someone that fled. I don't know. Oh yeah, dude. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but um. But there's the second giveaway. There's the yes. second giveaway that we're talking about. What is and this? this one, this one is more traditional. This is this is something we do. This is about followers, and we think we, Kaz and I, like to be optimistic people. Sometimes, sometimes, and we think that soon we will reach five thousand followers on Instagram. I know that we don't have as many as Kim Kardashian. Or we just gotta we, we, we just got to take more pictures of our tits, dude. I think I think that's the headline, right? Isn't I've been what, saying that since day one, dude. We just <laughs> gotta start taking pictures of tits and slavas, man. All right. Can you but, like? Are are you hairy like me? Uh, a little bit. We should. Wax, I don't know. We should wax our chests <laughs> and then squeeze our, our our boobies together and put like watches on the cleavage and just and just and just fill our and fill our feet with with smut. I mean, what the hell do we have to lose? Right. I will not wax that area without <laughs> without a live streaming. Oh my god, you're well. so smart. Eat it, Tom Green. We're gonna live stream our fucking chest waxing. But I would go overboard. I, I'd like use like a like a Canon 5D. Like oh my super god. like you, a shotgun microphone. You could see super, you could 4K see your, or something. Your, I don't your know. pores pucker from the shock. <laughs> HD. 
HD manscaping, guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I totally cut you off. I, I'm I'm amped up right now. I'm how to right get now. how to get Instagram followers? Instagram <laughs> followers. We're still on topic. Um, yeah. 5, so five thousand for five thousand followers, we're giving away a cool watch. We're giving away um, a watch from a brand. I met the guys here in Seattle not too long ago. They're based in LA, and the brand is called Notice. Um, and they've uh, they came out with some some cool watches. Uh, man, it, I don't even think it's been. I'm not even sure they've been around for for more than a year. But their first release. Well, currently their their model now is the Retrospect, and um, uh, doing well with that one. And they have some super cool models coming up later on in the year uh, that I won't talk about, but people should definitely keep an eye on them. However, this watch is the first model that they came out with. It's called the Trieste, the Notice Trieste, and that one did. Man, that one um, they picked up a lot of speed with this watch when yeah. it first came out. Yeah. I remember. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the watch we're giving away right now. It has the plastics on it. It comes with a really cool wooden case. This thing is so cool. Yeah. So, and it has it has some pretty interesting little design quirks. Starting with those hands. What would you call those hands? You know the wacky, you, you know the wacky arm inflatable man guy. I see where you're going with this. Doesn't it kind of look like his? <laughs> yeah. But in it's a got really respectful way. <laughs> in a really respectful way. Well, the thing is, it's still well thought out because they have uh, little tips at the very end. So it yeah. kind of segments down into like a, a slim little portion that accurately points at the minute. If it didn't have that, it would there would be a problem. It's like a reverse cone, but then on the wide end, which is towards the markers, yeah, it has that little it has that that that, that little that little kind of like bar sticking out so i think it's, yeah. it's super it's super legible like it, it it somehow makes it somehow streamlines the idea of quickly reading a dive watch which, which i think is pretty badass it's pretty smart mm -hmm. and i this one um click came in a pretty cool box right you get a bezel click yeah, yeah sounds good yeah this box is pretty cool it's, it's it's got notice in the front it looks like the outside of it's been burned to bring out that um that grain it's or that's just how it's it's a wooden wooden box, right? Yeah, it's a wooden box. Yeah. No, okay, it's a plastic cool. box they burned, and they just give you a ball of plastic <laughs> with a watch in it. No, it's a wooden box, and they burn it. It brings up the wood grain. It looks like it has notice in here. The inside is uh, it's lined with like this. I guess it's felt, not like a feltologist, but like thing is super cool, man. The watch still has all its plastics on it. Beautiful blue uh, bezel, black dial. Love these markers. Love the hands. This thing is just yeah. this thing is just where it's at, man. The old lugs. Love this crown inspected assembled and regulated in los angeles they they were explaining to me that they they take a lot of time to uh they're, they're not just getting these watches from like wherever and like boxing them up and selling them they're, no, they're taking they're, they're pretty serious they're, they're, they're yeah. they, they take the shit man seriously yeah they take each one they open it up and they do the regular the regulation and stuff um and it's a it's a good size yeah 41 millimeters 50 millimeters lug to lug 20 20 millimeter uh bracelet so 200 meter water resistance it's it's a cool watch and i think it's the um nh35 in there no it might be on the case back let's see let's see with my light i'm in the dark right now i'm in the dark now with my eyes notice watches sapphire 200 nah. meter 
I'm looking at the case back now. It's not on there. Well, you have the option, don't you? You have the option of getting either the SCP or the NH in this? Oh, yeah, you do. We should yeah. figure out which one we're giving away, though. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but it's one of those. This thing is so cool. And we're really, 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 really honored um, to be working with Notice Guys, working with you guys, um, and just doing this, because you know, I, I feel like just you got to hang out with them. I never got to hang out with them. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it's just, uh, it just seems like it's great when you meet people who are like sort of in your same like industry and you just, everyone just seems cool. Everyone just clicks. You know what I mean? So if you haven't seen their channel, if you haven't seen the piece, go and check it out. Go and feast your eyes on what we will be giving away for our 5,000 follower uh, milestone giveaway. Man, it's been tough getting this far, uh, getting to hitting 5,000. The past, the last 200 have been tough with Instagram, Instagram cracking down on its algorithm. You know what I mean? I just want to say that if you try to meet up with me because we're in a similar industry, I'm I'm not cool. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I just want to get that on on, on record, not, <laughs> recorded. I am not a cool dude. Straight up. <laughs> All right. That is, I think you're cool. I like talking. You know what's funny? Earlier on, you said that you're bad at talking to people. I'm bad at talking to people too, but I like talking to you. Right? This yeah. Is fun. This is why we get along. This is good. This is, this is what family does. But yeah, this watch, is, this watch is pretty sweet, man. Really excited to be giving it away. Details on how to enter and win the Notice Watches Trieste. Trieste. That's not how you say it. Trieste. Um, it's an Italian word you said, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know why I said like a French word. Trieste. Trieste. Uh, just follow. Just teasing everyone, wetting everyone's appetites. Uh, a cat's a brain, uh, so if it's fine. It was a cat collision. Yeah, dude, it's fine. It's, it's all, it's all, it's all fine. I'm sure it's all. Fine. <laughs> what happened? Are you okay? There you go, fucking cat man. Okay, love, love my poor baby. Um, but yeah, so giving away Raketa Big Zero Gold Case, uh, late '80s, super super clean. Um, details on how to enter and when to follow. Giving away the Notice Trieste, um, blue bezel, black dial. Details on how to enter and follow. 100k uh, listens of our show. 5,000 followers. We're doing it, man. This is the year. This is going to be a big year for Tuba Watch. Good episode. We we got to 80. Uh, you got that watch. Mm-hmm. 100,000 plays. Close to 5,000 followers. <laughs> I think by the time this airs, we'll, 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 we'll have made it. If not, keep just just give us a couple of days, guys. We'll, 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 we'll make it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough getting the word out there on our own. You know what I mean? But um, but I I I do want to. Uh, is there anything else? Any other housekeeping items we want to talk about? Um, oh, also just you know, go and check out the site. A lot of really fun stuff that's going up on the site lately. Um, um, you know, it's not just watch reviews. It's really cool write-ups. Um, you know, it's stuff about watches you find in pawn shops. It's stuff about just like vintage watches that people should be collecting but they're not collecting. So go and check out the site twobrokewatchknobs.com. Um, you know. It's just a lot. It's just it's stuff that I would love to read. That's the thing. Like I I can only read so many like reviews on like I don't know crazy watches that just don't really like interest me. I don't know. But like this stuff's just cool. I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I agree. I I, I I I digress. But um but yeah, I want to make sure there's enough time to talk about the main topic because this is something that's 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 particularly been on my mind lately. Because every now and then, um what I'll do is sorry I'm moving my microphone. So if it sounds like someone's strangling me, that's what it is. Is it okay? Can you hear me? It sounds great. All right, rock and roll. Um, <laughs> every now and then, Michael and I will like send a link or a picture of like a watch ad or a watch video to each other, and we'll just be like, "Ugh." 
it's, it's gotten it's pretty bad. It's gotten pretty bad with some of these brands. You know what I mean? Um, and so they just and so we wanted to do a show just talking about this, the idea that that just just how the the, the disconnect that I think is occurring with watches who who are trying to do trying to do like the internet marketing thing, but just doing it really really weird. You know what I mean? Why? Do you think it works though? Do you think if I have a watch brand and I make a watch and I do a commercial and the commercial opens with a guy like driving in a car and there's like a chick with big titties next to him and the guy does like a donut and like gets out of the car and they like run into the river and they have like a picnic and the watch is like in the last two frames and it's like a white dial three-hander and it just says something like, you know, you know Victoria or something like that. You know, watch brand <laughs> since 1875. Does that work? Do people buy that watch? Like is someone at home watch that commercial with like a, with like a mad orological heart on saying I gotta spend four thousand dollars on that watch tonight? I you think know? somebody's, I think somebody's aunt might see something like that and maybe get it for someone's interesting graduate graduation. Um, you bring up an interesting point. Maybe it's not what someone would see for themselves, but what someone would see for someone else as like a gift or something. Well, nobody cares for the most part about us. So people that exhaust over the details mm-hmm. of a brand's history, model specifications, a lot of times they just want to sell watches at the mall. Right. You lots, know, lots of questions are bad. Someone to, to come in and say, I'm looking for a blue watch. Oh, here are some blue watches. Bam. Correct. Yeah. Correct. This is, I, I think, I think that demographic of people is something that we can forget about very easily uh considering like how deep we are into this hobby right now we forget that like normal people are out there and (laughs) it's just (laughs) i don't know they don't care about the thickness of a bezel insert or whether it's aluminum or is it shiny and cool and is my fucking i don't know nephew gonna feel nice when he wears it I, i don't know interesting um so Maybe some of that stuff does work, you know, um, something like not necessarily like commercials or or anything, but just like, I don't know, billboards and uh, displays at the mall and stuff like that, where it's like a dude on a boat and fucking there's a watch next to it. That's a lot of times you're just like walking by this stuff. So it's like three different elements that have to look kind of cool next to each other. And you walk by it and you get this feeling like, oh, yeah. Fucking, I want to be that guy. I want to go buy guy. this. <laughs> go buy this watch at Macy's. You know, I will. Um, I, I will say, um, probably the best visual like billboard ad ads of any brand has to be Rolex. Of course, it's just a picture of the watch or the Rolex logo. That's all you need. But that's a whole. Yeah. Di- that's a whole different discussion. I mean. I didn't like formally study like advertising or anything, but there are some like who who is it that has like the most recognizable like brand presence in the world? Is it Pepsi or is, no? It's a uh, Superman. It's Superman, Superman, right? It's Superman, Coca Cola, and um, I think like Mickey Mouse or one other one. Those are the most recognizable brands. Um, yeah, on the planet. And then, I mean, um, Rolex. Rolex has Dallas. to be up there. Rolex, yeah, Rolex has to be up there. Rolex too. has to be up there. But yeah, the 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 the, the big ones, yeah, it's it's McDonald's, Coca-Cola and Superman. Yeah. Like I've said before, everybody wants to be cool enough to p- 
put a crown on top of a green background <laughs> on a billboard, but you're never going to be that cool. So cool. sorry, brands. It just yeah. not how it works anymore. <laughs> so, um, you know, people have to resort to these, these different things. Tudor has been kind of fun lately. Um, I don't know if you've seen some of their, actually when the black bake first came out, it was pretty bad. It was like, I don't know, this, this dude like walks into the hotel room and like, there's a box like on his bed and he opens it. And then like, he puts the watch on, he opens this like massive, like floor to ceiling window, like in his penthouse or whatever. And he just jumps off. But when he jumps off, he's like, he dives into the water and then like, oh, out of nowhere, he's walking on the ocean floor. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he just kills himself out of regret for buying the watch. It's like, oh, good. I just kill myself. I I saw, I can't remember. I think it was Tag. I think Tag is working with some, either Tag or Tudor, is working with some model. And they had an Instagram post of like the collaboration. And like, it's the woman and she's holding her breasts. She's, she's, she's topless. She's holding her breasts. There's like a picture of the watch, like photoshopped in the corner of the ad. And there's like a cheetah behind her. And like, that's the ad. You know what I mean? Um, in regards to what Tudor is doing recently, I know they're they're leaning pretty heavy on this brand sponsor thing. I, I know with um Beckham, the David Beckham guy. Yeah. You know what I and mean? And Lady and Lady Gaga. I haven't seen too much visual advertising with her. It's just David Beckham and his muscles and tattoos. That's all I've been seeing. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't <sighs> The thing is, no, you make a good point. There's, 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 so if you're going to do a watch brand, there's two segments you have to account for. Or make a choice on when you start doing visual advertising. It's the people who don't know shit about watches, but for some reason find themselves in need of a watch. They just graduated and they don't, and they want to look put together. Um, they have to buy a gift for someone and they think they might like a watch. You know, uh, you know that kind of stuff. Or it's the other person that's 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 you and I who's very very focused on like, you know, specs. Um, whether or not the person manufacturing it is passionate about a uh, passionate about what they're doing like like it's the people who care about what's in front of the curtain people who care about what's behind the curtain not saying one is better than the other one but i think that's worth noting when you see a visual ad you have to ask yourself who is this targeting like that's a game that my wife and i play uh, a commercial will come up or we'll see like a visual ad and we'll like we'll, we'll, we'll break it down and be like okay buy corvette get chicks you know what I mean? Like, well, <laughs> it's this really fun game that we play, but like, I like doing that because it also keeps my shit together. But I, I don't like lose my head if I see like an ad of someone like scuba diving and like, you know, like, like nose punching a whale shark with like a fucking tutor on. Like, oh, I got, I got a drop chair on by a tutor tonight. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But do you think that, do you think it's a fair breakdown? People who care about what's in front of the curtain, people who care about what's behind the curtain, not saying one's better than the other one? I think so. But I think very few brands are concerned with people like us. They don't give a shit about us, which is what, what yeah. makes microbrands really cool because, you know, I, in a perfect world, the people that are starting microbrands are people that are like us. Hopefully. Yeah. However, I think that there's value in brands investing in proper advertising. So, right. While, so I think, I think the three brands that do the best now, I think, are Rolex, Omega, and Tag Heuer. And I think those are the three brands with the biggest um, ad budgets in the world. Okay. Uh, out of the, I could be wrong, but um, it's like carpet bombing though, you know, with like <laughs> some of the Tag Heuer stuff, for example. And um, I think, I think a lot of that is, of course, 
less concern with people like us. However, it's just um, it's just really pushing that brand awareness. That's they're not right. they're not necessarily right. selling a narrative. They might in a press release, which most casual consumers will never get a handle on. But mm. um, would you make a, you make a good point? It's not about selling on a story or selling blah blah blah. It's just the idea of having you keep them in mind. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. That's a good point. And with brands like Rolex, Omega, and Tag, that's all they have to do is just have you make sure they know. Have have you make sure you know, you know, that you that they're still a brand and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um But that's something you really have to build up towards. You know, like we were kind of talking about. Not all brands can do that. I feel like there's some brands that can do that. There's some brands that are kind of in the middle, and there's some brands that are mostly micro brands, which kind of have to leverage different Well types. that this is this is where the mistakes happen because you get you start to get brands that you know i don't know dress for the job you want or something um but like they they kind of feel like they have to go really overboard to 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 match up with this and then so i i won't name specifics but i interact with a lot of really young brands Mm -hmm. every day um doing like the Kickstarter thing or the Indiegogo thing. And like, dude, like you got your watches like made, like just like everybody else. Um, you, you started a small brand and like, I don't know, you're packaging it with like photos of the old countryside and like Switzerland or something. And like, I don't know, a photo of your grandpa, like it's a stock image really. And I don't know, it's just this artificial heritage that brands feel that they have to participate in to really sell. Um, And there's sometimes I see incredible effort put into that fake backstory, more effort than designing a pretty nice watch. Uh, So it's more so it's it's more telling instead of showing, you know. And you really need to show us these watches <laughs> like right now. You have to, you have to convince me I'm buying this thing real quick. Um, and it's sad. It's, it's sad and super annoying. It's sad. And it's annoying, but I feel like they, they feel the need to do that because I think they understand that most general consumers know they don't really need a watch. The, the watch is almost sort of like an old world novelty purchase. So why not leverage the idea that like, you know, oh, if you're looking for a watch because you maybe want to be like ironically retro, not like in a weird way, but like you, you know, want like an old timey, whether it's a quartz or mechanical watch. Well, you know, my my grandfather made watches out of ram's horns in Geneva or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, (laughs) but like that's but like I feel like that's like they feel they feel the need to justify why they're why you're just hearing about them now. You know what I mean? This is funny. I does the the first brand that came to my mind is Raven. Okay. Um, we got a chance to talk with Steve on the show, yeah, and we got a cool. chance to meet Steve uh, and hang out. Steve is a guy. He's a guy from Kansas, and he makes watches. And I just went to his his Raven website, and there's a tab that says history. I'm like, okay. Maybe I'll open this up and there there will be some super convoluted backstory about him and what clicked on history, history, a visual history of past Raven models. It's just watches, a little description. That's awesome. I'm, it's 
th- that's what we should see. We should see the watch. It's, it's not a story about how he crawled out of the womb with a desire, a burning desire to fill the world with incredible timepieces. Exactly. This is pictures of the watch. Well, the thing is, Steve, because so, so Steve over over at Raven watches. He he. That's just what he's a very much a function guy. You know what I mean? Of course. That's, just, that's but he does. Thing. He does fine. He, he does. He does fine. The 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 you know the venture did very well. He's doing a new trekker. I hear that he's doing a venture two already. I mean, yeah. And he's he was one of the first. Uh, and yes, I, I don't think he's ever been doing that kind of cheesy stuff. So is it is it just like a Kickstarter thing? I I don't know. Well, because I, I I think it comes down to the type of person you are or the type of. It, do you start the micro brand because you want to create something expressive or because it's another revenue stream? Some right. of these micro brands, very candidly, they're just doing it because it's another revenue stream. They'll either have investments or they'll work in some other type of market and they'll be like, hey, mm. you know, I can spend 40 or 50,000 bucks. I can have, you know, these watches made. I can spend another 40, 50,000 bucks creating this giant marketing campaign around it. And maybe I can make 200,000 bucks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's yeah. how I think about it. Guys like, Steve are just like, okay, I want to make a watch that looks like this, that reminds me, you know, of this, or that would be great for someone who, you know, can wear this to, you know, uh, an event, but if they're like really like big into hiking, they can wear it in hiking also. I, I want to make sure it's legible, blah, blah, blah. He thinks about the use of the watch. He's even said himself, I think on the show, he's not a marketing guy. Like that stuff is just like mystifying to him. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just, he's just very focused on the pieces and that's just what he does. As soon as another um, product line gets designed and rolled out and shipped he's already planning another one like that's 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 the process because that's just that's just sort of the creative impetus of just how the brand works and that's i think that's an incredible example of a great thing about a micro brand and why it's specifically really engaging for for, for, for people watch collectors like us you know what i mean i don't yeah. i wouldn't i would be so turned off if i saw someone on like a yacht popping a cork and like killing strippers wearing like wearing a wearing a raven, being like, dude, this isn't like I don't mean like I mean I'm on board with the killing strippers part, but like the rest of this isn't really my gig, man. <laughs> the know? watch, the watch, I have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just that's I think also the dark side that a lot of folks just don't talk about. There are some brands out there, and you have to. You, as we're always saying to you guys, also, you got to be educated, edu, edu, mm, you got to be granulated consumers. You have to be educated consumers in that you have to recognize that something is actually like a thoughtful product because it's not worth collecting watches if you don't collect things that are that are just meaningful to you. That's the other thing also. These stories can make you kind of forget your own taste and fall in <laughs> love with a story or fall in love with an idea that someone sells you. You know what I mean? So it pays to be an educated consumer and to recognize, okay, it looks like this brand is pretty serious you know i'm speaking directly with the owner i don't get the sense that i'm speaking to like a marketing facade you know what i mean i mean raven watches it's 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 steve it's steve in kansas his youtube videos are just him it's him in his office talking about watches yeah well (laughs) speaking in the forest sorry yeah yeah definitely (laughs) well speaking about um uh, popping champagne and chick chicks on yachts and stuff like that. Did we reach? Two, did we reach two million followers? Did we do it? <laughs> Not yet. In the past thirty-five minutes. <laughs> uh, well, does that kind of stuff 
have its place because okay maybe not that scenario specifically (laughs) but the high lifestyle sort of aesthetic and i bring this up because back around 2013 there was kind of this like crazy thing that happened on instagram where this watch brand built themselves up 100% via social media. I remember this. And a lot of that imagery focused on high lifestyle, um, smoking cigars with your buddies, hanging out by Lambos, um, you know, shots from Dubai. You know, regular guy stuff. <laughs> and I think you already know which brand I'm going to bring up. Yep. So uh, you take Seven Friday, for example, and I like that they didn't have to create this like fake heritage story. And I like, I like that that kind of worked for them. I really do. I can, I can see some of that imagery and be like, yeah, it's super douchey, but I really respect that they got their story straight pretty much. And they, they fucking ran with it. Um, and they're still making watches and I I don't know. I, I, some of them are kind of crazy, but some of them are, pretty cool we i think we've both looked at some of their watches and felt like yeah i could wear this watch and feel like i'm ready for a party well you the, know? Thing, the thing is with those watches you look at the watch you don't think about specs you don't think about anything like that the first thing you make an assessment on is if you're aesthetically attracted to it and there yeah. are some models that i am aesthetically attracted to but it's really great because what you just said and it's, it's exactly what their marketing wants you to do they don't want you to think about heritage there's no heritage it's just a watch that's going to be cool to some people and they make different versions in different colors and styles and blah, blah, blah. So that, I mean, it's respectful in a sense. Yeah, you're right. They didn't, they, they, they didn't leverage like, you know, Mr. Mr. Seven Friday, the 14th great, great grandfather's history. Yeah. Like, as, 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 as like a, as like a Slavic coal miner or some shit, you know what I mean? Well, that's, that goes back to the root of the problem. We're trying to be sold heritage when there isn't any, uh, and the actual watch is kind of like, secondary so right seven friday these designs are contemporary they're futuristic avant-garde at times Mm -hmm. and um you know that's that's what they were able to sell us on and i think i think the marketing image that they built for themselves was complementary to the design it was just yeah this thing looks crazy and cool and like people are doing like crazy things with them on this like instagram thing that is just i don't know becoming super popular uh, maybe it was the right place, right time sort of thing. Oh, definitely. That 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 brand would not have survived on Instagram if they tried that shit today. With how Instagram has, um, yeah, kind of changed. You know what I mean? In my opinion, mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, I I mean I love like vintage reissues and stuff like that. I love which is brands huge. with stories and stuff. But like, man, if your story started in 2016, let me know, man. And like. <laughs> don't don't fill your site or your Kickstarter campaign with like stock photos of like Geneva and shit. <laughs> the thing is, no one wants to buy a product from like a new brand. I think that's what all these guys also, these guys and gals who start these brands. I think that's what they're also afraid of. Like, I there's don't a risk. Want, yeah, there's a I, risk. I don't want people to know my brand is green. You know what I mean? But it's but what's funny is the micro brand community of micro brand purchasers like you and I, we're totally okay with that. But general consumers who are walking around and want to buy a watch for their grandson or their their nephew, their niece, or whatever the fuck, they'd probably be a little weird about that, you know? So this means that somewhere in the world, an idea started where people started saying, 
hey, you want to make some like serious cash like real quick? Get like make some watches and start a Kickstarter campaign because like you'll ask for twenty five grand and get like I don't know <laughs> half a million dollars. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, right. Jesus. <laughs> you know, um. So so okay, yeah. So that means people are starting these brands and launching these campaigns with I don't know the idea of a quick like cash grab or something, and like they're just. They're really, I guess, appealing to these general consumers that don't care. They just see cool, old, timey stuff, and that means yeah. that this watch must be nice and Swiss-ish. I don't know. Will the Swiss, <laughs> will the Swiss thing ever disappear? Never. I don't know. People, people are still sold on it because I, 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 I feel like this is the story of what happens. So, like, you know, most people. Uh, like I'd like, so like you know, you, you and I were in our thirties, and so like you can imagine someone younger or older, you know, ten or fifteen years ago, if they're look thinking about getting a watch, and you're a young kid, you're a young guy, you're a young gal, you don't really know, and you want to get a watch, and you go and you like, you know, ask your parents or whatever. I can imagine a lot of the times them saying something like, "Oh, just make sure you buy Swiss." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I yeah. feel like I feel like that kind of persists to this day because I because people people still take that into account. Because there's also still that um, I'm trying to think of a way to, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase it that sort of negative connotation of having something made in Asia or Hong Kong Hong Kong specifically which is where a lot of um, I think my, uh, microbrand manufacturers um, source like things from the not not even microbrands lots of brands. Well, Sorry. the thing is, are there just no? some products, some goods, uh, and whatever that are just always going to be tied to like. I don't know, a certain country or are, part like, of the what world. Are, what are like what like for Switzerland is what watches and chocolate? Isn't isn't that the joke? You know, it's Swiss watches, Italian sausage. Um, maybe I'm not a sausage expert. <laughs> I'm no sausageologist over here or anything like that, all right, guys. Hashtag sausage expert is going and to <laughs> post that with your Slava. <laughs> You're gonna confuse the fuck out of Instagram. <laughs> Take that. Take uh, that, you goddamn algorithm. Post my shit. Uh, what is it? Um, German cars. German uh, German cars. German you know German cars. Um, Italian cars is also a really big thing. Italian sausage too. Why the hell not? Oh, um, we've and we've talked about this. But American death machines. Yep. Uh, we we, we <laughs> a, a, a particular fascination with mechanized warfare in this country. Yes, very interesting to me. The best whole, in the world. Whole other podcast. Whole other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> two broke pacifist snobs you know what i'm saying <laughs> but it's 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 but yeah no so but the but i feel like that association will always be there because people will feel weak because the thing is if you if i want someone to make a watch and it says made in hong kong on it i think that would be fucking incredible no one would buy it like general consumer would, i mean i would buy it but the general consumer wouldn't because they would assume it was like you know, something cheaply built because that's the connotation, but that's not how it is anymore, dude. Like manufacturing over there is so much better. And the only reason a lot of those, a lot of brands source things from there is because it's just more affordable. It's more affordable and it's basically the same quality. You know, There's actually a brand um, called Celadon, Celadon Imperial. I, I might be saying it wrong. They're out, they're out of China and um, their case backs actually are engraved uh made in china with pride that's badass it's the first time so i've ever seen cool. it yeah. what's, the, what's the name of that brand i'm buying their watch tonight tonight dude i'm writing it down what was it celadon celery what was it Cel celadon imperial they make some like uh 
they do like painted dials and stuff. I don't think it's, I don't I actually don't think it's cheap. Um, but, uh, they, 40, $45, you know, $45, $45, right? Um, cause that's my current watch budget right now. But I'd, I'd love to see more of that. I'd, I'd love to see more of that from, from wherever you, you start your brand. I, I always thought it was weird that, I don't know, <clears throat> we'd get contacted by brands in like, I don't know, New Zealand or Ireland and stuff. And like, they're feeding me all this like Swiss garbage and stuff. It's not Swiss garbage, but it's just like, why are you trying to look Swiss? Right. You know, because that's what sells. That's how you identify someone that's just diversifying their revenue stream you know that's my impression like why do we why do you have to leverage all the swiss stuff in your like visual marketing and all of your media kits and all that all that stuff you're if you're not a swiss brand it, you know what i mean like it, it's just i don't know it's just you, but here again we're 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 hitting the issue we are not the target demographic for those guys we're not so we're not the, okay so we're not the target demographic for the Big we brands. asked. We asked too many questions. <laughs> We're not the target for these like cash grab Kickstarter brands. Does nobody care about us? <laughs> I care about. I care about us. I care about you, and you care about me. I hope, right? That's all, <laughs> I do. That's all that matters, dude. That's all that matters. No, I think. I think this is why we make watches for each other, right? <laughs> I don't. I can't make watches. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> no, I. I think. I think brands that target. And see, that, that, see saying, even saying Target is weird. Brands that make watches for guys like us are those micro brands that are very transparent. There's no bullshit. Steve will tell you all day where his watches are from. He even has a blog post about it, like where they're made and everything like that. So, so Steve over at Raven, I think Raven's a good example. Same with same with Notice. Notice, those guys seem super transparent. They have really great blog posts up on their website just mm-hmm. talking about yep. like the differences in movements and why one sort of thing is not really logical to focus on over another thing. Like it's actually like Nick. I was looking at the, I was looking at the other day. I'm like, that's pretty cool actually. You know? Yeah. And Nick, Nick also from Orion. He's got Hell a great yeah. blog. Hell yeah. Dude, Nick over to Orion. Like those are the types of brands that make watches for dudes like us. But then this yeah. kind of goes back to another <clears> episode we had. At what point does a micro brand no longer become a micro brand? And when is it then a bigger business? Because the ideal goal with any business you start is growth. That's the point of a business in this country is growth, 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 growth. You don't grow by selling 600 watches every year. That's it. You want to sell 600 one year and then 1200 the next year, or you sell 600 this year for 299, but then you have to sell 600 next year for 499. It's growth, right. growth, growth. And it is possible. It's actually inevitable in my opinion that if you kind of follow that trajectory, a micro brand will grow itself out of being a micro brand. Will we then no longer be the targets? Are we then going to see like, you know, weird visual like media with like micro brands. I, I, I like, I don't I know. Think, that's, that's my fear. That's my like end of the world fear. Well, it depends. It depends on, on the owner of course, but I think, I think there's a reward in order for brand owners that continue to, I guess, stick with their roots, which I guess if you take Raven again, for example, it's, it's people that are, super nerdy about watches uh like like dudes that are like want something nice that probably can go buy a submariner uh a lot of times but they just want something really nice that isn't super expensive Mm -hmm. i mean that doesn't mean that they're that they're like 
broke dudes, you know, or that they um, have poor taste than, than other people. Um, but anyways, like these people, I think, I think that they can really go the distance if they stay micro. Um, because if you look at some other industries, like knives, for example, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a weird EDC subgroup right. that intersects with it, it with like with watches a lot of times. And there's we're looking there's, at you, Aaron Shapiro. <laughs> again, there's uh, there's Chris Reeve knives, and like I don't I I can't I don't think you can call them like a boutique operation, but um, you know, a smaller operation. Uh, and they very much cater to like the nerdy knife guys and they're doing fine overtly like it's not like that's cool they're doing they're doing more than fine or if you take a look at somebody like bill finnegan who's like a he's like an electronics guy and he built a a pedal like in the late 90s called the centaur right and he was always always like a small small boutique guy but like if you ever talk to like a super nerdy guitar guy, the Klon Centaur is like the overdrive pedal to end them all. That's so <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> you know, so there's I, I I do think that you can be rewarded if you stay micro, uh, stick to your roots and just kind of do your thing like. I don't know, man. I I see stuff from from Raven. I see I see stuff from Halios, and like, I don't know. I don't think I need to. I I wish them success, yeah. always, but I don't think I need to see them, in like malls, <laughs> to be like, oh yeah, they're doing well. Sky you know? Mall, Sky Mall. <laughs> hey, you can buy Christopher Ward on uh, Sky Mall. That, that's <laughs> when I realized Christopher Ward was no longer like perceived as a micro brand. We could buy them. We could buy them suckers in Sky Mall. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> funny as hell. But no, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think they could do fine. But that's, but it, it's the discretion of the business owner. If they, if they're presented with an opportunity and they make the choice and they want to do it. There's nothing that you or I, as a consumer, can do about it. I mean, we can just offer our opinion. But no, I, I, I agree. I think if those brands just stay micro brands, I think they're because this is all still uncharted territory. The micro brand thing is still very, very new. So who knows what micro brands going to look like in ten years? Because in the past few years, the market has become oversaturated with people who are just trying to make money. That's just the reality, you know. If you, if you're a new brand, let me know. Um... Don't make it seem like you've been building watches since 1890 with like a hammer or something. <laughs> my my great grandpappy was a cheese farmer, and then he decided he could use his cheese making tools to make watches. Exactly, that might, be, that might be the voice of the of the the DNA strand from the Jurassic Park movie in that video they watched in the beginning. Yeah, remember? with the mosquito. Yeah, that's pretty close. The, the DNA of a dinosaur. I was I was also thinking about a character from from that Briar Patch book that they focus on in the uh, Splash Mountain. That works too. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's too good, man. I so we've it. talked. So we've talked about the big brands just doing their like. Can we can we can we talk about Rado and that dead fucking incredible ad I sent you? This okay, so this is gonna the we're we're gonna we're gonna cap 
cap this off with stuff like that. So we have the big brands doing just like whatever the hell they want because they're huge and like whatever they can to keep their image in people's minds, they're just going to do it. Yeah. Um, you have smaller brands that want to be that way, but they can never quite get there. And so they create these absurd narratives that have nothing to do with the actual company history. And then you have the smaller Kickstarter brands or micro brands that try to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then there are brands that are pretty big and um, they're so confused. They're so confused. And I, I, I think, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into cons- conspiracies, but if I say this, I know that I won't be the only one that believes this. I think it's safe to say that some of these marketing departments are just empty desks <laughs> in some parts of the world. It's a dippy bird. It's a dippy bird that's just hitting the enter button on the keyboard for every email that comes in. Because there are layoffs that probably <laughs> happened. <laughs> I won't speculate too much, but uh, other people have stronger opinions about that. Um, and yeah, dude, no one's fucking driving the boat. <laughs> dude. <laughs> And so you get stuff like that Rado ad if you want to if you want to describe it. <laughs> the Rado ad was incredible. I saw it on my Instagram feed. Um, it wasn't a sponsored ad. I I, I follow Rado because I, I'm an idiot, and it was uh, I was very confused because I thought it was a sponsored ad. So I go I, I go I see the ad on my feed. It's um it's a tall man with very like like very sharp long features. And he's wearing a big like overcoat and he's on a bicycle behind uh, a woman who has very like small soft features and like blonde hair. And he's staring dead at the camera. He's looking into the camera, like 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 he's, he's he's staring into the winking aperture of that fucking camera. And the girl is like looking off to the ground, like sort of like half chuckling. And he has his arms around her. He's like descending upon her like Batman with his cape. You know what yep. I mean? And they're like sort of like laughing, but he's looking into the camera. She's looking down. She has like flowers in her hair. She's wearing white, and um. And like the, the the here, I'm gonna pull it up right now. I I, I actually have the picture. <laughs> Obviously, it's Rado trying to sell me a watch, but I couldn't even see the watch. I have to find this. Here it is. Oh, thank God. The unique warm metallic shine of plasma high tech ceramic, perfect for adding a modern twist to your love story. You can't even see the watch. It's just this dude back accosting this poor chick. While they're on this bike, and my favorites are the are the hashtags. They hashtag Bohemian Wedding. This is a very confusing. Were was the attire kind of in line with that, or no? I look, I've never it, been it, to one of those weddings. No, it, it looks <laughs> they, they look. I don't even know what this is. This this is not my conception of what a Bohemian wedding is. Did he have kind of like a Jack Skeleton, Zach Woods vibe where he's kind of like limber and lanky? Yes, yes, yes. He's he's, he's creepy. He's very, he's staring dead in the camera, dude. And he's got these like bags under his eyes and he's smiling. He's smiling a smile that only a rapist has. He knows. Uh, He knows the day is one. You know what I mean? It's the smile, it's the smile of sick victory. And that's what he's giving to the camera while this chick's just like laughing. (laughs) And it's a Rado ad. I don't understand it. I'm like, dude, I am not particularly incensed to purchase a Rado. I'm particularly incensed to throw a Molotov cocktail at their headquarters right now. Because this is just, it's a ridiculous ad for me. Um, disclaimer, please no one do that. I don't want to get blamed for that shit. Um, so with that me. ad, as little sense as it makes. No sense at all. I will still stare at that ad 
and buy 20 Rados <laughs> before watching a Mr. Orient ad oh my and God. buying anything. And we can top it off here because I think it's a, it's a nice climactic point. Why, why, like a why, why is the Mr. Orient ad thing still happening? I thought it was done. It's not done. The Mr. Orient, so anyone who's not familiar, Mr. Orient is this character created for Orient USA. Really quick backstory, Orient is based out of Japan, but they don't have any direct affiliations with their brands in other countries. They almost function like franchises. So Orient USA does not have any sort of aligned marketing strategy with Orient in Japan or like Orient in like Russia or Orient in blah, blah, blah. They, the, they're all, there's not like a proper mothership structure that other well, brands would have. Well, Swiss brands do that too. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. If you're like a USA had- person, if you're a USA person for a Swiss brand, uh, Dude, might, as well be the, might as well be the intern. <laughs> Dude, fuck watches. We should collect bread. Bread is delicious, right? I know. I, I, do, 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 you, you, you don't eat bread. I eat bread. I do okay, like bread. I wasn't sure. I I I I thought I thought bread had pork blood or something like that. I I don't I don't I don't know how you make bread. I assume there's pork blood, um, in bread. I'm not sure. But we should we should be two bread snobs. That's all that 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 that, that that's the headline. But no, the thing is, it's it's so this Mr. Orient was a character created for them by 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 uh, an agency which I will not name because I have very strong particular views about the 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 the, the, the stupid garbage that goes on. He's the place. personification of an actual. Yes, watch. that's the idea. He's the he's personification of, of of a watch, but he looks like a rapey game show host. He's lanky. His suit doesn't fit. It's like a blue sheeny suit. He's his his beard is way too manicured, and he he's trying to appear like suave and like debonair. Suave, mm, suave. There you go. Suave. suave. That's that's yeah. too English. Just, I said suave the first time. Oh. <laughs> with, a, with 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 a B, dude. <laughs> suave, like hair hair essentials, suave and de- and, and debonair. But he just looks. It's just really weird, and it's also trying to be funny. And my favorite part is the ads aren't even about the watch. The watch will sort of happen, but it's an approach to marketing in that if we can make people laugh, we'll stick with them, and then maybe they'll buy the watch. Maybe we can ironically uh, get traffic. And what really annoys me, Michael, I think it's trying to attract people like us. Who, who are disenchanted to reality, who are technically, I guess, millennials, and, you know, we're, we gravitate really well to, like, stuff that's, like, quotable. I feel like it's really trying way too hard to be, like, cult classic quotable, those Mr. Orient ads. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, one thing that I, I was thinking about, you know how you can go down, like, a YouTube black hole and just watch, like, hundreds of Japanese TV ads for, like, candy and shit? Yeah, it's this it's the safe work safe for work version of a tornado. Yeah. So yeah. do you think they tried to do like something oh. with the same vibe? If they but did like it totally for didn't a north work. <laughs> No, it didn't. For like a North American market? Yeah. Yeah, it totally didn't. Yeah, no. It's this it's this it's the same way that like, you know, your parent tries to make you the same type of hamburger you get at McDonald's. It's not the same, guys. It's just not it's just not the same. Thank you for trying. It's got like it's got like onions and bell peppers hanging out of it. No, it's not. It's not the same, man. But no, because they I were could... they were closed on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. No, I think. Um, no, you're right. I think maybe they're trying to capture that same sort of like, like. Did you just hear that, my cat? Yeah, <laughs> this is a cat. The war cry of a of of a hungry hungry cat. 
We'll feed you in a second. Uh, I love you, sweetie. Um, but no, you know, I, I think you're totally right. Maybe they tried capturing that same sort of zany feeling, but it's just, it's, it's too inauthentic. It's not selling me a watch. It's trying to entertain me, which is a facet of visual marketing. Entertainment first, blah, 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 later. That is a facet of visual marketing. And maybe if I wasn't into watches, I would love the Orient ad. But because I am into watches, I don't like the Orient ads. You know what I mean? Well, maybe I'm just a bitter asshole because I go down in the comments, like on one of those recent ads that I saw and everyone was like, this is hilarious. So I'm what's wrong quote, with us? I'm going to quote one of my favorite shows of all time. It's a British show. Uh, it, it's, it's on, I think it's on BBC channel four. It's called, it's called the peep show. It's okay. hilarious. It's, about, it's like, it's very, it's a very modern odd couple, two roommates. It's very funny. I will quote one of my favorite quotes from that show. You can't trust people. People like Coldplay and voted for the Nazis. Okay. <laughs> That's the headline, man. Okay. People like Coldplay and voted for the Nazis. It's a good That's, point. Those are facts. Facts, <laughs> man. All right. <laughs> you can't trust what people say in the comments. Also, YouTube comments are, 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 are not, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't like YouTube comments. They're, it's a very strange place. But I mean, by the way, I, I think, I think the same CTO ruined Coldplay for both of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god, I, to I totally forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot he loved that song. <laughs> he did. We're Didn't believe in headphones either. <laughs> oh, he doesn't care. Yeah, I didn't give a shit, dude. <sighs> so many people. I think probably 100% of the audience has no idea what we're talking about right now. We're, no. we're talking about an old memory Mike and I had working together at the same joint. Um, But yeah, no, we, we got distracted. But yeah, no, I, I may... But then, you know, this is what's happening. Orient was generally a brand that, like, you know, people who were basically, like, into watches really liked. I don't really know how well the general public knew, knew of Orient, except that you could, maybe that it was, like, you know, a cheap version of a Seiko or, like, you know, another watch you could get in a department store. But maybe with these ads, they're trying to just be more relevant. And it's totally working, but I think it's, they're, I think they're also showing their hand in that they don't give a shit about watch people. In my opinion, I want to find like a regular Orient watch ad. Like even if it's like old or just it'll like probably, billboard. It'll, it'll probably be, so what they do in Orient USA is they'll put it on like an influencer or on like a model and you won't even see the watch. It'll be like someone like fixing his collar or like fixing his, his, his cuff in like the mirror. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. The, you know, the, you know, the real gentleman has nothing to hide hashtag <laughs> menswear you know like that like that's what they're that's what they're that's the other side of their visual ads it's ridiculous yeah well what can you do i'm so stressed out right now <laughs> i shouldn't be this stressed out i'm wearing my grill watch should we stop here <laughs> i don't think we've solved the issue we have it's not going to so be solved <laughs> <laughs> not in our lifetime maybe in our children's lifetime Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's time to start winding now. We talked about big brands. We've talked about like micro brands and the way that either of those can go. We talked about just like brands in the middle who just are just confused. You know what I mean? Just really, really confused. Um, um, I think the big, the big headline is if you have a micro brand, if you're starting a micro brand, please just tell, just, just tell us your story. Not the story you think we want to hear, you know? Yeah. I think that's the big takeaway. 
from all this. Yeah. But um, I have way more respect for a person that just says it like it is. Yeah, dude, straight up, straight <laughs> up, man. You know, but um, is it time for a recap? Yeah, yeah. All right, so good, good time um, to recap. An incredible episode. I mean, uh, for the wrist check, Mike was wearing the Pro Master. That thing is super, super cool. I was wearing my Slava Medical Grill watch. Ah, still pretty cool. Uh, gonna ride this high for a long time. Huge thank you again to everyone that just supported me and that decision to get the watch because I, I almost didn't, and the suffering, the suffering would have continued. Um, in addition to that, we're doing giveaways. Incredible, incredible giveaways. We're doing um, a giveaway in honor of our one hundred thousandth play 100,000th listen of the of the podcast which is still insane to me um and uh the, the giveaway was only possible because of random rob and his really really cool youtube channel go and check it out he had donated a raketa big zero gold case super super clean late 80s um details on how to enter and win the raketa big zero gold case uh will follow soon i'll let you guys know what's up the other giveaway we're doing is in honor of our 5,000 follower fingers crossed 5,000 follower giveaway milestone um, hopefully by the time this episode airs, we'll have made 5,000 followers. If not, give us like a day or two, guys. It's tough, all right? Instagram, <laughs> Instagram's hard, man, all right? <clears throat> um, we're giving away, um, the Notice Trieste. Trieste, huge, huge thank you to the guys over at Notice for making this possible. Also for just being super cool, being one of those brands who I think we gravitate towards just in regards to just being just super honest. I mean, if you go on their Instagram feed, if you go on their website, I say go on their Instagram feed. Go on their website. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's so refreshing. It's so refreshing. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, give away this notice, Trieste. Um, in addition, had a really good discussion just about just how these brands target audiences with the visual marketing. Big brands, micro brands, brands in the middle. Would love to hear everyone's thoughts and opinions and stuff that we've said. Do you think there's any kind of brand out there that does it really, really well? Are there any big brands out there that do it really well? Are there any big brands that are actually like really respectable with how they sort of you know position their their visual marketing and their ads and everything like that? If you know of any, totally hit us up. Let us know what's up. Um, if you think we forgot any brands that have committed incredible visual advertising sins, <laughs> which I'm sure I'm sh there's no way we could have captured all of them. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm choking right now. Let us know what's up. We're looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts and um, uh, uh, just opinions on today's show and our topic. You can um, email us at tbws.contact.gmail.com. Again, it's tbws.contact.gmail.com. Or you can um, leave a comment on the website for the post for this episode. Or if you're on Instagram, go and uh, just comment on the show post we do every Monday with every time the show airs. Also, if you guys are on Instagram, do follow us because that'll just help us grow. That'll help kind of just spread awareness and that'll really help just make this the biggest year possible for Two Broke Watch Knobs because Michael and I, we're riding pretty hard on this thing. Like we, we want to bring you Two Broke Watch stuff all the time. And the only way that's possible basically is just if, 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 if you know, if more folks hear about us. So if you're on Instagram, you don't follow us, follow us. We post all kinds of hilarious shit. Uh, it's a lot of cats. Hopefully you guys like, <laughs> hopefully you guys like cats. Well, I like cats. Yeah, Michael, yeah, yeah. Michael likes cats. Michael, I hope you follow us. I hope you follow. Yeah, you, I mean, you do follow. Us. I think I do. You I do. think I follow us. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, that would be. I would. That would. How funny would that be? <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. You can comment. You know, uh, on Instagram. Let us know what's up. Really looking forward to hearing from you guys. Also, um, um, uh, just also wanted to just put this out there as well. If you guys are on Facebook or if you have any like personal blogs or anything like that, a huge, huge facet of helping us grow. If you want to support us and and if you if you want to do it basically for free, 
just share just share the link to the show share it on your facebook share it on your blog even if your facebook or your blog has nothing to do with watches just be like hey guys i'm super into this podcast it's hilarious it's about watches but truth be told they never talk about watches it's about everything except watches <laughs> because i feel like that tends to happen a lot <laughs> it'll be like oh today's show topic is about x y and z watch it'll be about 75 minutes of wrist check and then, <laughs> and then sweatpants 15, and then sweatpants yeah 75 minutes of sweatpants uh, five minutes of uh, John Mayer, and then you know, ten or fifteen minutes of, uh, of watches. So <laughs> that would just go a long, long way in just helping the show grow. Um, you know, I put that call out to you guys, my friends, my family. It's gonna be a big year for Two Book Watch Knobs. I think. I think that's it. Is that is that everything? Am I forgetting anything? Talk about the it's giveaways. Good. I think we're good, right? It's a good recap. <sighs> is it that sad? Is it that sad, sad time? It's all right. You have a Slava medical to go back to. I have a Slava medical to keep me warm on those cold Florida nights. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah, let's let's do. It. You 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 start, and I'll uh, I'll jump in. <clears throat> Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. This is Kaz, and you've been listening to Two Book Watch. Peace.